Zolo Watch Out. I'm here with A Billy Free and the Lasso. And um, yeah, we're going to get into yeah. it. Um, I just wanted to start a little bit about some background because you're from New Mexico, right? Yeah, I'm based in New Mexico. I'm from the Midwest originally, though. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so where'd you grow up then? Mm, I grew up in... I'm a military baby, so it's okay. a little complicated. Yeah, I grew sure. up in uh, Southern California, Oxnard, and also in uh, Dayton, Ohio, and also in Chicago, Illinois. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You grew up in Oxnard? In Oxnard, yeah. Like my first five Whoa. years. Yeah. Legendary rap. I know, hip-hop. right? Legacy. Mad Lib. Yeah, we got the little revelation here. Yeah. Didn't know that? Not enough. Learn okay. new things about each other yeah, all the time, exactly. huh? <laughs> and from Detroit? Uh, I was born in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids. I, I live in Detroit right now, though. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, with you traveling around, I was um, like, how did that kind of influence your um, musical styles and everything? Mm, I think just. You know, when I was growing up, radio was really big, like CDs weren't big. So just being in different cities and different areas and different regions, you listen to the radio or you hear um, what people are playing in their cars. Right. So when I was in California, you know, it was people riding by in their El Caminos, like bumping like West Coast rap or like traditional Mexican music or, you know, what, or you going into the bakery and they're playing that particular type of music. Mm -hmm. Um, And then being in Ohio, which is the birthplace of funk, um, just listening to like soul records from my grandparents and um, again, whatever was on the radio, whatever my parents were playing. Um, so I think it had a big influence on me and um, just allowed me to know that there was more music out there and that I could sort of embody these things and not like imita- not copy them, right? But um, just add flourishes of things that I like to hear into yeah. my sound. That makes sense. And I didn't think because like, like you said before with radio, everything was a little more regional than mm-hmm. right now where everything's, you know, you'd pull up your I- I- Apple music and hear whatever but you're getting all the different tastes of everything yeah and that was also too when you know you would have radio segments where they would be like playing the newest local music like call in and let us know like if it's hot or not you know what i mean Mm. so and i think that um i haven't really listened to a lot of radio but i think that that's sort of lost now um sort of that like very local connection a lot of it's very corporate you're hearing the same songs over and over again so um yeah, it's good times. Awesome. Being from uh, Michigan, Grand Rapids, um, did, was that where you grew up? Like, yeah. As, okay, cool. How did, like, was you on that Detroit? Was that kind of flood over there? Or, like, where were your influences from mostly? Yeah, I think just, like, my family and what my parents listened to. And then, uh, yeah, I think, like, the record part of it was more to me, or, like, albums and, like, collecting music and stuff, because, like, there isn't a ton of, like, it's kind of like a, a like a, a creative dry space a little creative bit. Desert. It was at that time, like, West Michigan. So, for me, like, the record store, there's a record store in Grand Rapids called Vertigo, and I my parents had me get a job when I was pretty young, so I had my own money, um... So I was able to just buy CDs, and that was really the portal for me to to find stuff. But then, of course, like I always would—I was just someone who went to a ton of concerts. And the place you did that in Michigan was Detroit. Yeah. So 
yeah, the whole all Detroit music's like a huge part of my like influence set and stuff. Um, but you know, I'm not like native to it, so mm-hmm. for me, it was it was always coming through listening. You know, yeah, that um, makes sense. Checking out records, and obviously, just you know, the age I am, like the internet just became so accessible for music when I was like a teenager and I was hungry to like find stuff. So it was just easy to, it's at your fingertips. Yeah. yeah that's cool. What was the, what was the first uh, record or CD you got from, from that spot? Do you remember? That's a good question. You know, I'm probably like a velvet underground album. Ooh, I lo- like, yes. That was something that Loaded I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked the one that's just self-titled and it's like yeah. a black and white mm-hmm. cover. That was one of the first bands that made me feel like, oh, I gotta like look at record covers and sleeves oh, okay. and like think about how albums are recorded and mm-hmm. and that got me into all styles of music, just wanting to know how it was made. Awesome. And so, so that that to me, yeah, started like from the record store. Awesome. What was what the one of the first records that made you kind of think like that, like, oh, I need to really deep into this and figure out how they're doing this stuff. Mm, I think that there were two. Um, one of them, and kind of sort of late in the game, I think um, Jill Scott's, who is Jill Scott's album, um, and also The Roots, um, When Things Fall Apart. Like, those are two albums that I feel like, particularly in in terms of hip-hop, like, really definitely, like, the sounds, I could hear all the sounds, they were engineered very well, and they definitely got me into wanting to create and wanting to discover more in those in those particular genres excellent awesome mm-hmm. um, I was curious too how did you get the name The Lasso I don't have a good story, no, I, no just, good story. Like, I, remember, I remember making music and I literally like I can remember the room I was in I was just like in a living room at a house and I was like this sounds like it should, this group should be called The Lasso <laughs> like a track I had just made just came to me and I went and got the band camp right then. That was like 2010. Okay. 2011. Summer of 2011 is when I put out the first project is Lasso. So it's been a while. So that was it. Lasso, you went with it and you stuck with it. You ever had a name before or tried anything else? Oh, I had so many albums as like a high schooler in college. Terrible names. What was one of them? Terrible names. Did you have what was some of yours? I don't even want. I don't, don't want to go there. No, okay, go there, for but, sure. Uh, but yeah, no, I just stuck with it. I always thought it'd be cool to have a project that um, it doesn't matter what kind of music I'm making. I'm just going to call it the same name. Perfect. Like I've made so many different styles, so I just like once I had that idea that I'm going to start making a lot of different styles of music. I was like, I want it to all have the same name. Well, it's like Instead a, of a lasso, like right? Alter, it's yeah, a loop. It all, you get all the, He's a, he lassos <laughs> yeah, he people <laughs> and he lassos styles. Yeah, there we go. And it's very admirable because, the, I mean, I'm probably more in the like a population of artists where it takes a lot of thought to figure out the name, and he's just like. I'm just gonna put more thought in the music, like the name. Like I'm gonna pick something, but it's not as important as what I'm doing. That makes so. sense. So, how long did it take you to come up to 
get that uh, ability free and stick with it? Uh, it took a while um, just because I'm a writer, so I feel like things should be very meaningful. And quick note, my name is actually spelled wrong on the, on the screen. We're going to have to fix that. Okay, just in case. Um, but so... Billy is my, like, given name, the name my mother gave me, but my father also gave me a name um, because his family is of Samoan heritage, and it's um, Alofa, and Alofa is Samoan for love. Um, And free is just something that, um, as much as possible with the constraints we have, that I strive to be and to do, um, not only in music, but just in life. So. Awesome. Um, The Samoan, I saw, what's the... uh, Palusami and cornbread? Palusami and cornbread, okay. yeah. What is that? I need a- So palusami is a traditional Samoan um, dish. It's um, taro leaf with coconut cream on the inside. Sometimes it has meat and onions. It's like delicious. It's like one of my favorite um, Samoan dishes. Um, and cornbread is something that is sort of like tied to my black heritage and so I just put them together. I love that. I love all the different foods. I'm a big foodie, so I had, yeah. I had to ask. Yeah, you should. You I'm should try it, out. try it on the West Coast. They have them in like L.A. and San Francisco. Okay, I'm going to try it when I'm in L.A. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. So um, with Mellow uh, Music and jumping to this new project, um, Holy Body Roll, mm-hmm. um, how did that uh, come about, you two working together just initially? Mm-hmm. Um, You're so good at it. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we were both performing at the Tucson Hip Hop Festival. So Shout out. Yeah, here we are. It was like a few blocks 2018. from here. 2018? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. Yeah. Sheesh, that's four years ago now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. God, that seems so long ago. Um, yep, so I was playing with Lando, and I mm-hmm. remember I was watching... My homie uh, DJ Q, shout out DJ Q, uh, and Spiritual, and they were doing a thing outside. And then Mm -hmm. you performed like that, all the stages in the street that year. And it was like the next one over was Billy. And I just heard her and instantly was like, ah, you were rapping too. It wasn't like a sung vocal set. I just remember like, that set. Yeah, that set was awesome. Yeah. It just oh, yeah. sounded I was great. Like, it was like a great time of the day. It sounded yeah, good. It was, it was fire. And uh, so... I don't know. We must have... Maybe I messaged you or did we talk in person? I, I think we did the IG thing. Yep. And just that... I that think was in you. person, like, we just kind of nodded at each other because I had nice. seen your set earlier. <laughs> and I love—I just love the energy, like, you, Lando, and Deep Greasy, just, like in, your, like, in your own worlds, but also, like, very cohesive because you guys had been performing the album for a long time. And then I think I walked past you in the parking lot and I was like, yo, what's up? What's <laughs> nice. up? And then we we did the Instagram thing. Just that acknowledgement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then it just took years of, like, talking about stuff and, like, just messaging about ideas. Yeah. Then, like, starting to send beats and do demos. Mm-hmm. Were you with, and, um, both with Mellow at that point? or mm-mm. No, no, I wasn't at that point. I was just uh, working with Lando. Cool. So, but by the time I met uh, Mike Mellow... Standing right there. <laughs> What's a shout out, Mellow Music Group? Uh, yeah. By, by the time I started to work, put out records with Mellow, I had kind of the idea. I remember the initial talks we had. There was even like, there's a singer I want to work with. Mm. But that was still, it took years even from that point to actually be, like, be making music together. Because when you're not in the same room, it's kind of like, yeah. who knows if it's really going to work or whatever. A lot of people like, 
message you on social media and want to make music together. It's not that easy though. Like absolutely you want, yeah, it'd be great if it was, but it's not. So it just takes a while to like get to know each other and feel like, Oh, I'm actually going to like try do this and send her beats. And so by the time I was working with Mello, it was like, okay, I have an idea for a sound. We had talked about it done a bunch of demos and then i was working on an album of mine called 2121 and i just had like wanted a voice to kind of like tie together an album that had a lot of features and so at that point it was like we had already figured out how to send sessions so just the logistics of like sharing a session Mm -hmm. is a big part of our collaboration we just have gotten to a point where it's easy for us to share music and record on it and so if it's just a demo it's not that hard to make so it was like just this long process of you're like I like someone's artistry but like actually making something relevant takes a while mm-hmm. when it's remote it could have been faster if we were in the same room but it's not yeah. that way so for and us w- it took a while yeah and was that just because you guys live in different states or was that COVID related at all the remote- mostly living in different states and at different arcs of life like I just had other ideas at that point yeah. of albums that I was closer to making I feel like a lot of our earlier demos were actually like rap tracks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Real heavy rap tracks. It's true. And then 2121 came around and he was like, yo, like, can you lay some like single vocal, like singing vocals on here? And I did. And I think it just worked out really well. And I feel like we were just in this like, you were in this funk era. You know what I mean? At that point, I think you're always pretty funky, but. You were just like yeah. feel like really feeling it. So then, then we started coming around to what would then be Holy Body Roll. I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes our memory is off. So yeah, I'm just remembering me. right now because it was a specific track. I was working on my uh, project Small Bills with a Lucid at that mm-hmm. point, and I sent him the track that was t- became 2121. And he was like, "I just love this track," and he would like held on to it for a little while. One point he's like, oh, my son danced to it this morning or something. And then I, eventually I was like, what's going on with it? He's like, I, I'm actually never going to do anything with that track. He's like, it's not for me. Yeah. And, uh, and like I sent it to Billy and that was one she sang on as opposed to rapping. And that was when I was like, oh, this is actually where we could collaborate. Okay. Not, not like I don't like her verses or something, too. Yeah. It's just like this sound pocket I was in. I was looking for someone who could sing. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still informed by like hip hop and yeah. funk and, and and how you make music that way with samples or chopping stuff. So I feel like it allowed us to be a lot more expansive, too. Um, you know, not that rap can't be expansive, but even like adding in the homies, like with the instrumentalist and everything yeah. like that, it's just, um, it just gave us a lot more room to breathe and like um experiment so cool and you mentioned you had like the idea for a while uh, the initial what was like the initial idea for the project as a whole the specific project it's hard for me to say it with like words it's more like you're thinking of sounds and sometimes i'm like oh i got this like one wing of my sound that's more like pretty and ethereal and Mm -hmm. i like using that for instrumental stuff and then i make like some more just like experimental groove based shit and I usually send that to people who like like Elucid gets a lot of those beats and then it was like I would just kind of had this other lane of shit that was like melodic stuff really informed by like Prince and like Minneapolis like in Detroit like techno punk funk new wave kind of thing and so those some of the more just like chord based tracks I wanted it to be like oh the drums are chopped like a beat would be but like 
or it's made like how beats are made, but it's like funk music. I love that, like Call Me. Yeah, and, yeah, I love that one. Yeah, that's a good example of that. Like the drums are more like like rap drum samples, but the feel of it and stuff so is like yeah, is yeah. some like Parliament Prince kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That and, and they wonder too. I, I feel like it has that, that middle, those two yeah. back. That's my yeah. favorite part of the record. Yeah, was, yeah that I love was, that part. They wonder was probably the first beat I made for the record. Most of the rest of the record was made in like last year, but that one was from earlier. Okay, and it was kind of like one of the ones that was like, oh, cool. That's the one that lasted. Yeah, it's, yeah, just like define. You know, it's like some, I think for that project, there's only like one song that didn't make the cut. Really? Everything else made the cut. Oh wow. Yeah, 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 that was distinct for me. Like, usually I send people way too much stuff and they kind of dig through it. We more just worked a song at a time, did it till it was done. Then we're like, what's the next thing we could do that would fit with the mm-hmm. previous two, then three, then four? Then it's like, cool. by the time you're halfway done with an album, you're like, we need a closing track. We yeah. still haven't explored this thing we talked about. Mm. And it's hard when you're remote. We were talking about that earlier. Like, you gotta, you, unfortunately, you gotta write those texts that become the like big <laughs> rectangles and shit. Yeah. Like, you gotta get a shared notes. Something that's like it has some rock music, but it's not. I don't know. Yeah, you're trying to Whatever. describe. It's hard to describe music in a text, yeah, but absolutely. you got to do that. And I don't think I don't. I mean, I think we had a few block texts, but I think that also we had like just like a few well placed like Zoom calls, and mm. also I think that what I like about Lasso is that like he has the ability to like go to all these worlds but like logistically he's very organized and that like very much vibes with me so i can understand like all right like inside of this world we can do like all sorts of things you know what i mean but uh, but we also have to put it in a container so that we can get the song done you know and i think that that logistical language like went a long way as far as us being able to communicate back and forth across states yeah, it makes it easier than when you have, like you said, you're not just like, oh, I'm, I have to think of anything random right about. I have this mm-hmm. specific kind of vibe and feel, and we're going off of that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Very cool. Was, was there a specific moment when you were working on this project where you're like, okay, shoot, like, we have something here. Like, this is really sick. Definitely. Yeah, the title track. That one, mm-hmm. just like... 20, we had finished 2121. I was like, all right, are we going to do something else? And it got going real quick because of that song. I just really liked that one. And it was like, oh, I want to do a bunch of stuff. <clears throat> like, this is the project I'm going to focus on right now. And it was the organizational thing. Like, I don't know. Like, you just get sick of sending shit and having it sit in people's inboxes. Like, and I don't blame people. Like, working in person, especially after COVID now, I think is a more reliable way to collaborate than the email thing. Everyone's, like, sick of being in isolation. So that... But at that time, I was like, dude, I just need someone to work with someone. I just want to, like, finish shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, Billy's... We already, like, have worked through the early steps of being collaborators, and I know she's going to, like send stuff back and like have put like a ton of effort into it and it's kind of fast i work i want to work pretty fast and billy works like pretty fast too um and i mean you put it first you know like that that song to me like it's like the whole album like in one track almost Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it's got the elements of everything we put on there yeah for sure Mm -hmm. did you think about that when laying it out the album like how the order of the tracks 
We must have at some point. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was hearing, yeah. uh, I was uh, reading, I think, um, you kind of, you made it remotely, but then when you were mixing it and stuff, you were together, right? Driving around different spots, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. in Michigan and here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, right. yeah, yeah. We did. We, um, we first, we met here in Tucson. Um, and shout out to Paul, who's also studio support um, on the album. Um, so he let us use his spot, um, his studio, in-house studio. Um, and we just went through each track, you know. And again, it was that very organized um, situation, right? Where it was like, all right, from 9 a.m. to like 12 p.m. 12, we're going to work on, we're just going to start from the beginning and keep working. We'll break for lunch. Then we'll work from like 1 to 3. And then we'll go on a hike. Or then we'll go get Ethiopian food. Mm. You know what I mean? And so every day, yeah. So for a few days every day, we sort of did that. Um, And then same in Michigan. We were in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and we did that. And um, I just told someone the other day, like, working remotely um, was created the bones developed the bones of the project but these like work retreats that we did in person it sort of grew the muscle around it so it it, it's cohesive for people and it was definitely an invaluable portion of the process yeah Uh, did uh like the locations like bring different energies or different like you know ideas yeah definitely Yeah, I think especially since Tucson is somewhere where we met um, and we have um, such strong connections to this area that this place was definitely super special. And then I also grew up in the Midwest. um, So being in Michigan with Lasso, um, there was a connecting piece there, but also just to be able to see him in his element there right and meeting his extended network of folks and all of the other people that he makes music with all of his other collaborators was just like really cool and um just continually made me excited about the project yeah cool um what's next for you guys breathing breathing take a break take a take a second and digest it um yeah i mean music is like my livelihood so just working on different projects um i also um work with an organization called next level i was gonna make sure i wanted to yeah talk about and that. so they um do music residencies for u.s hip-hop artists in other countries so i just came back from poland um managing a residency um and i'll be going to romania um in october so i'm managing another residency with um two mcs two dancers uh, a dj dj action actually who's from phoenix and um a graph artist saki one um so i'll be doing that doing shows um making music um hopefully like during the winter working on more beats um but that's pretty much it for me just the same old cool awesome yeah that uh the level what is it the next level next level next yeah. level very cool make sure yeah. you guys check that out i definitely encourage like local artists um particularly in this region to apply um because it's a wonderful program it's been life-changing for a lot of artists um and you get to go and experience um something that was born here um be translated into other countries and other cultures um and I think it just makes you appreciate hip hop a lot more. Um, so that's awesome. Yeah. You got anything planned up next? Um, 
Just always working on my craft and stuff, and uh, I put out a lot of records for the last few years, yeah. so just get more years on those, and yeah, no strong plans. I enjoy not enjoying Any that. more videos for this project? Because the videos you guys have are crazy. They're sick. Uh, we're filming a couple shows this okay. w- uh, this month. Hopefully get something out of that, like a live video or something. Yeah, shout out to uh, Gabby Molina, who did uh, the Between Us is Light video, and also um, Lara Bustillos, who did the Riding the Beam video. The horse, that's the one with the horses? That's the one with the horse, yeah. (laughs) Cool. I like that shot where you're looking in the horse's eye. Yeah, right? Yeah. That was a a very wonderful uh, experience being out there. Awesome, guys. It's been great chatting with you. Um, Thank you. Again, yeah, the lasso, A Billy Free. Mzolo Watch Out. This has been Mankind Podcast and Takeover Lounge. Thank you. Peace. Yeah, thanks for having us.